0: Right now, I'm going to ask you to turn to the 8th chapter of Romans in whatever you have, whether it's a phone or a Bible. And while you're going there, I just want to say that last Sunday morning, now this is not an apology because I would feel like I, would, I was being disobedient if I apologized. But unless God lays something like that on my heart again, I'm, I'm not doing that again because... I, I was, other than the fact I knew I was being obedient, I was uncomfortable the whole time. And so, I'm telling you that right now because I want you to have a, a greater understanding for what I'm going to tell you today than even the things that, that I shared last week. And, and, it, and it may not even matter. And, and, and if it don't, that, that's okay uh, concerning last week. But today needs to matter to you. Because whether you embrace anything at all outside of the Word of God, I'm telling you what I'm telling you because I love you and I want to be obedient to God. But we are on our way to a place in history and a place in prophecy, and it's not going to stop. No man, no government can speed it up. No man or government can slow it down. No amount of money can can sway it or do anything else. Only God's divine plan will always be the final word in all aspects of our lives. And so my point today is to tell you that the best thing that I can do as a believer and the best thing that we can do as the body of Christ is to be... As strong in the Lord as we possibly can and in the power of His might. And I'm not here to be negative or always sounding like I'm bringing you scary news. I've not been scared not one time. What I get scared of is seeing that how people are so easily just rattled. And it bothers me. It doesn't bother me about the world. It bothers me when I see the body of Christ... That lets me know there's a lot of weakness when it comes to being in the Word of God and discerning the Spirit uh, of of God. And so this is why Romans chapter 8 is where we have got to be today. And I'm going to begin at verse 9. And so I'm asking every age person in here to do your very best to listen because as I've said, whether you embrace this or not, you're going to need it whether you believe it or agree with it, you're going to need it until the trumpet sounds or your appointed time. As we move closer and closer to that day, you're going to need what the Bible says you're going to need. So verse 9 says this right here. And before I say this, I want you to count in three verses how many times the word if is used. I heard a pastor mention this last week, and I, I never really gave it any thought until he said it, And then I didn't think about it anymore until I was reading this again uh, this week, and to be honest, I didn't even think about it until this morning when I read it again uh, for about the third or fourth time, and I said, man, that's something. So I want you to count how many times in three verses you hear the word if, and you know that the word if uh, just signifies there's some type of condition there somewhere, if, but You are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life, because of righteousness but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you I'm going back to verse 10 and before I read verse 10 how many times did you count the word if? Four times, four times. That's what I got. And if Christ is in you, if, you got to entertain the word if before you go any farther. Anytime you see that in the Bible, you need to stop, you need to entertain. There's a clause or a condition somewhere in there that you need to pay very close attention to. And if, Christ is in you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. You just do a self-check right now. If Christ is in you, the body is dead. I will stop there for a moment and tell you when this is said that the body is dead, that means everything about your body is dead, meaning things that concern your flesh. In other words, there's no way this powerful spirit that Paul's talking about right here, there is no way it can be in you and your flesh still carries out your flesh's will. The two will not exist together. Now, there's a lot of preaching and teaching and just a lot of people's carnality that don't want to embrace or believe that. But I'm, I'm talking out of the Bible today, not out of my opinion. If, the, if Christ is inside of you, The body is dead. We know that's not our physical body, being dead in the grave, so it has to be our living body. And we have proof in this verse 11 right here. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, we're still talking about the same spirit here, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. Everybody in here knows that your mortal body is the body that you have it's not an immortal body it's not a a spiritual heavenly body we're talking about your flesh your body if christ is in you your flesh is dead now verse 11 says in the king james verse 11 says if christ uh raised was raised from the dead The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead will also quicken. That means give life. But I want to show you what the word quicken means, okay? The word quicken means something that everybody in here can relate to. You have it on the screen. and This is the actual Greek word. Uh, That's why in the New King James it uses the word give life and, and you will see where it is extracted from here. It means to produce alive, beget or bear living young, but check out the second defin- part of it, definition to cause to live, make alive, give life by spiritual power to arouse and invigorate, to restore to life, to give increase of life, thus of physical life. And so when The Spirit of Christ is in you. That's the same Spirit of Him. The Spirit of Him that raised up Christ after He was crucified on the cross three days in the grave. That same Spirit that raised Him up from the dead, when you receive Christ Jesus as your Savior, He dwells inside of you. And if that has taken place in your life, your flesh is dead. And this is where... It kind of gets a little tough right here because we have to just do a little bit of soul searching, if you will. We have to ask ourselves the question, well, now, wait a minute. Then perhaps I have a problem on my own, not a a problem for God, but a problem for me because I find myself, and you you can read over in the first part of chapter 8, Paul's talking about this. The law is flesh just struggling there. But we've got to understand, folks, there's a lot at at stake right now. And what I mean by a lot at stake, there are forces, principalities, and powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places that are out here and are wreaking havoc and playing with everybody's emotions. They, They already own anything that's secular you can name. The devil has full control over all that. He said that out of his own mouth when he was tempting Jesus. Go back and read the story. He has power over the whole world, everything, any system you can think of. The only thing that he cannot prevail against is the church of the living God. That's the only entity that he can't gain any ground with. Now, he can gain ground with people that go to church. He can gain ground with people that really don't have this spirit living inside of them that just go through the... He can gain ground all day long. But the real bona fide remnant straight is the way uh, church, uh, he, he, he cannot gain any ground with them. And this is why we've got to grow up in the Lord as quick as we can and as much as we can because we're the only people. You can name doctors and lawyers and and scientists and uh, all kinds of people, uh, government people, political figures, uh, entertainment industry, people that's got a lot of influence, the technology industry. You can name all these people if you want to. But only the church. Only the church is the group that can discern and still carry out our mission and not be affected by what's going on in the earth. But you cannot do that. You cannot nor will you do that if this same spirit is not alive inside of you. You won't do it. Your flesh won't die. Your body, the body, won't be dead. And you won't allow this kind of spirit to give life to your mortal physical body you'll just go through life you'll be a little rat in a little uh trial experiment you'll do what everybody says and i'm not trying to be defiant against laws and rules and all that but i'm going to stop and tell you this come to church while you can because you might have to make a decision in the very near future do you want to risk coming to church and getting arrested or getting in trouble. I'm not talking out the back of my head right now, and you can just kind of think, well, there's Opie again. He must have saw something that got him going again. No, I'm telling you like I've just been telling you for three or four months now. I'm just telling you. You do what you want to with it. God's still speaking. God's still doing what He says He's going to do. The plan's still going to be carried out the way it's been carried out. And the thing about it is, you know, I forgot about saying this today, but the Spirit of God just reminded me. Do you know who fought the most when Jesus came the first time? The world flocked to go see Him because they could be healed, they could be fed, and all that. But I mean, way before the time of year we're getting into now. Do you know who resisted the Messiah the first time in His coming? It was the church crowd. It was the religious crowd. There's no way He's going to come like this. There's no way. This is a the condition. There's a lot going on in the earth. They're taking the census right now. We all got to go to our homeland so we can be counted. There's a lot of uproar. There's a lot of upheaval right now. Jesus is not going to come right now. I haven't heard any of the religious figures talk about Him coming. But he came unto his own And his own received him not He didn't come and sit right down in a big fancy synagogue Or in some big castle A parsonage they had waiting on him somewhere He came in a manger That had feces and urine all over it And it was a little stable They covered him up as best they could And then the people that heard the sound of God And the voice of God They didn't listen to what the man told them Hey come back and bring me all the news They listened to the voice of God And the spirit of God And so they got the benefit to see God in flesh and worship Him. And I want to tell you something, that has not changed one bit. It's only going to be the people who have this same spirit living inside of them that's going to hear the Spirit of God and not what Caesar's saying right now, not what Herod's saying right now. That's going to be the only group of people that hear him when he comes, when he says, get your house in order, light your lamps, trim your lamps, get it ready because I'm coming back. So we've got to get our mortal bodies in shape, folks. We got to get our mortal bodies in shape spiritually. Now, I want to tell you, are y'all still pretty good listening okay right now? Uh, I hadn't brought out all them studies and stuff this week, so you ought to be good, okay? just kind of I'm just staying right here in the Word today. I'm through with all that. I, I'm through with college. I, I, I don't like it, okay? I had the grades to prove I didn't like it. Anyway, so I'm through with the research papers. Until he tells me to do whatever again. And I hope and pray, just stay right here. So, the Bible tells us what we have to do. And I've asked God to help me today because I felt so, oh my word, overwhelmed last week. I really did. And I I said, God, I don't want to just give information today. I don't want to just preach a sermon. Lord, the solution. He said, the solution's in the same place where I'm giving you the instruction. It's actually in the 12th chapter. The 12th chapter... Of the same book. Verse 2. You may know this verse. It says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that, or that ye, may be able to prove Anybody ever told somebody, prove it to me? That's what God's wanting you to do right now to the world. Prove it to them. Prove them you are what you say you are. Prove that He is who He says He is. Prove that your mind has been transformed. You can prove what is good and what is acceptable and what is the perfect will of God. So I'm going right back to the very first beginning of that verse. And be not conformed to this world. I want you to do something without getting too mad today. Here, out there, don't get mad, just listen. Whether you admit it or not, whether I admit it or not, listen to me. We've we've done some world conforming, folks, since the middle of March. Pride won't allow you to admit that, but it's literally all over your face. We've done a lot of conforming a lot of conforming in fact all they have to do is say something we go back to conforming and you know why we do that we do that because we are afraid that it's going to affect our flesh long-term cut to the chase we're afraid we're going to die amen 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 amen, amen pastor amen You're afraid you're going to die. People have died. And people are going to continue to die. Because there's the same rule that does not apply across the board. And people are still insensitive and not respectful. So see, I'm I'm in there. I can say all those things that you hear every day of your life on those outlets that you trust. I'm, I'm there. I can say them. And there's truth in every bit of that. But I'm also equally going to say above all that, that, man, we've been doing a lot of conforming to the world since March. And I was in on all of it. And I don't justify what I'm about to say. I was in on all of it until the whole George Floyd unfortunate, uncalled for act that took place in Minnesota completely uncalled for straight from hell it was uncalled for but what was also uncalled for is the fact that how dangerous this global pandemic was all of a sudden didn't apply to tens of thousands of protesters the very next day and week and I told you this last week there should have been piles and heaps of piles of people just falling out sick the very next week and months after that there should have been but there wasn't because you know you would have been told that you know you would have heard that more than anything else you would have been told that you would have been told that at the expense of people not being able to riot anymore and all that. You would have been told all these things. And when all that took place, the Spirit of God began to do it. How long are you going to keep conforming and believing everything above my word? How long are you going to believe that? How long are you... Because you can't pick and choose when it's contagious and when it's not contagious. Amen? It's either contagious uh, six feet apart or less. And I'm closer than six feet in a drove of people marching down a major metropolitan street, or it's not. So come on. So, you know, I've, I've dug and I've shared it with you, hopefully the last time, but I've dug into research and science. I keep hearing science, and I've looked at science, and science is just throwing everybody under the bus, the real science, not the mainstream media science, but the real science is just blasting everybody. So I'm getting into it again, and I'm getting out of it right now. But it's all got to do with being conformed, you see. You, you've got to understand, and I don't want this to happen. I really want the Lord to come back. But I'm, this, this next go around, I'm going to have to make a decision here whether to keep this church open or not. You will have to make a decision whether or not you're going to attend the church service or not. You're going to have to make that decision and you can just take all this in and look at me and I'm good with that but you're going to have to make that decision sooner. You've already made that decision and God bless you and I applaud you every week and I thank God for that. I have no desire to go back where we've been from but I'm not going to continue to be conformed at the expense of disobeying this word that's already told me everything. So that's why I'm telling you We've got to get stronger and realize the power that's inside of us. So what do we need to do? Number one, we need to admit to God, God, I, 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 I've, I've conformed. I've conformed. And you can still comply but not conform. Did you hear what I just say at church? You can comply but not conform. Comply is when I go to church. I don't have one on me right now. But I keep my earrings in every coat, every pocket. I go in because somebody asked me about this. I said, I don't believe it's any more spiritual to draw attention to myself. So I don't do that. I don't do it. I have a mask and everything I do. I said, I'm complying for the sake. I don't believe in putting a stumbling block in front of my brother or sister. I want to be able to tell you about Jesus, not focusing on whether I'm a rule follower or not. And so... I comply, but I'm, I'm not conformed now. i have not conformed, and I'm going to continue to not conform, and I'm going to have to make decisions because I won't conform. Well, what do you do? You do what I'm having to do, and I'm going to have to continue to do. We're going to have to do what the Bible says. Don't be conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you've got to renew your mind again what do you renew your mind with? Well, you've got to renew your mind with something that's older than all of us in here and it's the message of the cross of Jesus Christ and what we are preaching today and that is that the power of him the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the grave is the same spirit that lives inside of you and if that spirit lives inside of you and it's electrifying your mortal body your flesh right here right now body then listen Jesus told the disciples, Look, I'm giving you power over demons, over scorpions, over snakes, over spirit. Hey, listen, they won't hurt you. You just don't conform to the world. Go out in the power that I'm giving you, and you can defeat the very enemy. We got to get there, church. We've got to get there. You got to realize the power that Jesus paid for on Calvary that could live inside of you so you don't fall prey to where we are and where we're going. The Bible says tells us something about suffering because you can't talk about all this right now without not talking about suffering and the next time you feel like you're going through an area or a season of suffering, I want you to look at it through the lens of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 11. And that just simply says For we which live are always delivered unto death. For Jesus' sake, that the life, can you see that word, life? That's the opposite of death. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested, not in our heavenly glorified, but now, right now in our mortal flesh. And that just simply means that Even though we go through all kinds of suffering and all kinds of misfortunes and things, the bottom line is that the life of Jesus is what's on the line in our life to be on display and in full manifestation to the world. And I will tell you this, if the world could see Jesus and the power of Jesus inside of us right now, then forget about the news for a few minutes because... You'd be busy feeding the thousands. You would be healing. You would be raising the dead. You would be speaking life over death. You would be salt. You would be light in a dark world. And that's where God wants us to get to. When I was in college in the church that I went to in Charlotte that I refer to a lot, would play clips from a lot, they used to sing a song that I loved to death, and I haven't heard it in probably in 10 or 20 years. It just simply said, Jesus on the inside working on the outside oh what a change in my life jesus on the inside working he's working he's working on me but he's working on the outside jesus is on the inside and because he's on the inside he is working on the outside out here in this world he's working on the outside and it's the same spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead that ray that that was inside of all of the prophets that we read about that was able to go on even when god told them things like i want your son your only son on that mountain up there with a knife with fire i want him sacrificed how do you do stuff like that? how do you do things like that at the same time how do you do that you do that by walking by faith knowing that the power of almighty god is living inside of your mortal body and you can do all things with christ through christ that gives you the strength you can do that the bible says in the 17th chapter of acts verse 28 he said just like some of your poets have said that it's in him that we live and we move and we have our bing. I feel led to stop right here for a minute, y'all, so I don't know where to go up there, so just hold tight. And I want to go back, and I want to I just kind of, you know when you do a pop quiz, you do, have a refresher? I want to do that right now. I don't want to get too far in a message that you're not able to finish uh, and carry out what you're supposed to do. So you've got to understand this because the thing that I wrestle with a lot is people just completely misinterpreting what I'm saying or taking it out of context or putting words in my mouth that are not in my mouth, neither my heart. So I'm going to say this again. You've got to understand the world you live in is a wicked world. You've got to understand that what is happening is precisely what God knew a thousand years ago would be happening right now. Nothing has caught God off guard nor by surprise. He knew what COVID-19 was before there was an alphabet to spell out COVID-19. He knew what the, the upheaval would be in our country, in our world before people were even born to cause rioting and division and animosity. God knew all of this. And He had the church in place. And He knew the church would be like a tug-of-war almost they would know what God says and what his word says but this stuff that's going on is too real and I'm in the middle of it and I could be affected by it so God said well this is where my words gonna come into play and so the Lord just said listen I need to let you in on something that if you will remind yourself every day that same power that I had when I raised my son up from the grave after three days, I'm going to put that same power inside of you and when you come across these life challenges that we come across, oh, it won't catch you. You'll just brush it off of your shoulder. You'll keep marching like you're on vacation because after all, my children know that they are in the world. They're just not of the world and so the things that has the world turned upside down right now is not controlling you and your thought if you wake up every day i'm fixing to uh, this this probably doesn't fit right here but i'm gonna say it if you've already been conformed again here in the past week and you're one of those toilet paper bandits I am talking to you. It doesn't look good for you. Even if you have a storage building full of it, it doesn't look good for you. You're so conformed. Don't you know that's why a lot of people at this church didn't get coronavirus? They bought a lot of toilet paper in March. Do you see? I know it's funny. But do you see how easy people are conformed? By the time that this world sees the real mark of the beast, when it's demanded by the Antichrist, there will be no resistance even among people that have grown up in church that are still on the earth. Did you hear me? You better listen to that if you didn't hear anything else. Because... There's so much controlling the human race and conforming people right now that the church can't even see. We are just as duped as the rest of the, the people are. And we've got to understand, we've got the power of God living inside of us and we're supposed to rise above all this. So I want to I hurry up and close here in just a moment because when Jesus went to the cross 2,000 years ago, he knew that everything that, you would encounter everything you can think of right now that's on your mind. He knew that along with your sin, it would need to go. All of the things you can list would need to go to that cross with Him. And I want you to know this, if you've never been told this or understood this, when Jesus went to the cross, He did not just go up there taking your sin. He did not just go up there taking your cancer diagnosis or your blood pressure issue or anything else physically. He went up there taking your marital issues he went up there and he took your financial issues he went up there and he also took your mental health issues he also went and took on himself the issues of fear that you would have plaguing you in and out your entire life he knew that nothing could remain away or prohibit it from going to the cross so he said i'm taking it all your sin your grief your shame your pain on my shoulders on the cross and i'm going to allow all of it all of it to be nailed to the cross because and here's the beautiful picture of all this in three days it was nailed to the cross showing that it's been crucified but in three days that spirit that raised him up from the dead would also raise up hope in your life when you are having marital problems it would show you that that same spirit would be able to resurrect the dead marriage, would be able to resurrect the old finances, would be able to resurrect a doctor's report that says it's too late. It would be able to resurrect hard relationships that feel like they'll never be together again. So Jesus took on him everything that pertains to me and pertains to you and he said when I nail it it's nailed and when I arise there's victory coming with it so you will have hope the rest of your life and you've got hope sitting inside of this building this morning knowing this that that power is living inside of you next time and I mean this the next time somebody talks to you about a new number and again you have to believe what you want to believe you do you can't have a hospital employee to tell you that works on a covid floor that 85 percent of the patients have zero business being in the hospital at all and only 10 of them are true covid patients that need to be cared for and some on ventilators you can't have some but see and this is what people don't want to hear because it's just true, but the money that's behind this, which he said the love of money is the root of all evil, and we still do not want to accept things like that. And you need to entertain things like that because I've got proof in my house as some of you the testing of the coronavirus was supposed to be completely free okay there's going to be an explanation I'm sure of that there always is okay $300 150 for a doctor's visit in your car and then $150 for the test it's paid for by the government but you still get a $45 bill you call and it's erase but the racket is still there because if a thousand people still pay the 45 dollars out of ignorance and they don't call or don't feel like it, that's 45 grand in my calculator we don't believe it we don't believe it and this is why you better get your mind in a place you better do it you better renew your mind right now and I'm not a vigilante, I'm not going out here, and I'm spreading false information that's not. But I'm telling you, I'm not going to bite my tongue with the sheep God's entrusted me with and watch people be treated like puppets all the time. I told you a week ago, and I can say it again, if anybody since February, because it was here in February, but if anybody in this church would have got sick, Derek Cole would have been the first one to get sick in this church and possibly died from. he doesn't have an immune system folks so let me close with a scripture but as many in fact I'm going to close with a couple of them but as many as received him to them gave he power meaning he gave them the right to become the sons of God even to them that believe on His name. So you're a joint heir with Christ, folks. 1 Corinthians 6.14 simply says, And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by His what? By His power. That's 1 Corinthians 6.14. In Ephesians 3.20, I know you've heard this scripture. Now to him who is able... To do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Paul demonstrated as much as anybody did other than Jesus that when you are being told things in the world by governments and by governors and by kings and by rulers and leaders and they are throwing stones at you and imprisoning you while they are doing this they are beating you 39 times with a whip on your back they are leaving you outside of the city for dead when your flesh has been persecuted at that level there's got to be something Other than just a happy attitude That gets you up to keep you doing it And I'll tell you what it is It's not what the world is saying But it's that same power Of Jesus Christ The power of God inside of it That causes you to go on When your body is facing All kind of persecution And we've got to have that same power Working in us So we are ready When the devil unleashes The next season of attack on the church so you've got to know what to do you've got to know what to do you've got to be steadfast you've got to be immovable and you've got to always be abounding in the work of the Lord what I'm talking to you about today, and I sound condescending, and God knows I don't mean that, but I, I want people to understand what I'm saying today. I'm not just preaching because it's Sunday and this is my occupation. I'm telling you, this stuff will not jump on you. You've got to work it, friend. You've got to see that there's a need there. If you believe everything out there, you ought to embrace this Bible right here and get all you can and do everything it says to do. The Bible tells us that men's heart would fail them for fear. I believe a lot of those men's hearts are going to be men that called on the name of the Lord or told people they had. I believe a lot of people that's going to fall under that great delusion are people that were very religious about church things and church attendance and church tithing and activities. But you've got to build yourself up on your most holy faith and now is the time to do it. Will you close your eyes, please, Father? Father? Help us to know that every day that we live is a day we have to grow, Lord. We've got to grow, Lord. Lord, we've spent a lot of time talking about growing the church over the years and doing all kinds of things, but Lord, right now, God, we've got to grow in our walk. We've got to grow in the Word. Lord, we do. We may be the people that's doing spiritual CPR to other Christians, Lord. So we want to be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might, God. God, help us to, to, even with all of the things that's going to happen this week, God, help us to be disciplined, Lord. We may never see a Thanksgiving Thursday. The trumpet could sound. So God, I want to work while it's day i want to study to show myself approved i don't want to be caught up in the fanfare that everybody else is i don't i want the news that comes out of my mouth to be news that's come out of your word god we we've had so much doctrine of the world we forgot what simple passages tell us the lord is my shepherd i shall not want god uh, all of that's been overshadowed by a new uh, supposed number god we have went from zero to out of control in two weeks. We were told, Lord, God, we've got to, we, we've got to grow up quick because we're the ones you're going to work through. We're the ones you're going to baptize in the Holy Spirit. We're the ones you're going to fill. We're the ones you're going to gift with the Spirit. We, 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 we are the ones, God, that's going to complete the work that you left us to do, Jesus. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus. God, that we would rise up, we would make a sound that we've never ever, hallelujah, made in our life and we would make our calling and election sure in the name of Jesus. God, let the church arise in your holy name I pray, amen.